But you open your Bible, I'm going to be quick and amazing this morning, <laughs> to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. So if you're taking notes, that's where we're going. And then I'll pull it together and we'll conclude this morning. Christian, would you please stand? And let's all stand at the hearing of God's word this morning. Let us all stand in reverence to the word of God as Christian reads it for us. Christian, go ahead, nice and loud. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. Mm. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Wow. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Amen. God's word. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for your word, which is life to us. We thank you for the truth that is revealed. And we pray this morning, Lord, at the entrance of your word, we would see Jesus, we'd be more like him, and we would grasp hold of kingdom values for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 1, what's it talking about? It's talking about the blessings for the righteous and the judgment on the wicked. The righteous are blessed, the wicked are judged. That is a message we need for today. We find ourselves in this nation in an apparent uh, cultural shift where biblical values and biblical norms are no longer valued or even considered normal. The culture we're in is twisted. It is the righteous who seem to be admonished and discarded, and the wicked seem to be prospering. You know, I've said this for many years, and it stands as a strong, stark reminder that the truth seems stranger than it used to be. Let me say that again. The truth is stranger than it used to be. Today is Family Sunday. We celebrate here the nuclear family. The nuclear family, the word nuclear was in the mid-18th century, and it just simply means the basic or essential component. It means the very core. And that is what our society is based on, parents. A biological dad and a biological mother who are blessed in the covenant of marriage, and they have children as the fruit of that love. That is a nuclear family, and we need to hold fast to that. We need to hold on to that. Now, crazy worldliness has gone nuclear all over that, and they have gone crazy over that reality. There are many issues of worldliness that is creeping into our society. I'm sure when you watch the evening news, your head wags, you think, how can it get any crazier? Transgender issues and men want to be like a woman so they can compete in sports against girls. Children, that's nonsense. Hear it from Uncle Mike. It's nonsense. 
LGBTQ plus and whatever other letter I missed has um, really done roughshod over our culture. Abortion, things like that to just name a few of our problems. The world wants Christian values and Christian norms to be irrelevant, outdated, archaic, telling us and trying to convince us that the scriptures are fables. They're just stories. Ah, how can a man, how, how in the world can Jonah be three days and three nights in a, in a belly of a whale? You guys are crazy. How in the world can that happen? The Red Sea, you really want me to believe that God parted the sea and they walked over on dry ground? You want to tell me, like we sang this morning, that the walls of Jericho came down when God's people lifted up a shout? Are you guys crazy? Friends, hold the line. Hold the line. The wicked, according to Psalm 1, are the outcasts. They're the ones who will fall under judgment for unbelief and ungodliness. Those who don't think like God, though it seems like they are prospering, the truth of Psalm 1 is alive and well today. The righteous will prosper. They will be like a tree planted by streams of living water. Their leaf will be green. They will be fruitful and they will be blessed. And so we hold fast to the truth of God's word in an ever-changing culture and climate. Parents, you have the most responsible, incredible, important job ever, and that is to instill these truths to your children, that they would not be ashamed of the gospel or of God or of his word or of his miracles or the way in which he has ordered creation, that we would hold fast because what's at stake are these precious little lives that are sitting next to you. Pass on the truth. Never be ashamed. And God the Holy Spirit will reveal these glorious truths to our families. And they will pass it on from generation to generation. Well, St Stephen has been talking to us about kingdom living, which produces kingdom growth, right? Both individually and corporately. Those kingdom values that Stephen has been talking about that Psalm 1 says the righteous live by, those kingdom values he talked to us about last week out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you weren't here, I recommend you listen to it online. It was very, very good about kingdom values. He spoke to us out of chapter 5, verse 23 through 20, or 12 to 23. And he basically was reminding us what Paul said to respect and to esteem those who are over you in the Lord, those who admonish you and teach you. Esteem them highly, Paul said, because of their work. Well, next week we're going to put that in practice, as you've already heard. Jeff Crooks and Jim Moss, my friend, wherever he is, I don't even... Oh, there he is, sitting in the back with a child. Wonderful. I knew he would be back there taking care of the kiddos. But we have an opportunity to put this in place. Because deacons are part of the government of the church. Listen to me. They are servants. Now hear me. Hear me. They are servants with authority. In other words, it's not just servants who have an opinion. They have God's authority resting behind the anointing in which they walk in. So we will do well as a church family to heed, to listen, 
to be admonished by, to be taught, to be encouraged, and to submit. Boy, those are some big words. But they're important words for the church to prosper. So we pray for them. And we pray that they will flourish in the calling that God has given them. Further, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, be in peace. Church, that is, that's an important word. Be in peace. Do you know, when Paul just says it, three words, be in peace, it tells us we can be in peace in the midst of turmoil. You can. You can choose to be in peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Renew your mind. Be in peace. Don't let tensions and arguments take hold. Let me say it more boldly because, as you heard earlier, I used to be the pastor of this church, and now it's time, and it has been time for Stephen to move it forward. I love the role God's given me. It's a great role to stand with you, to be a part of the government still of the church, and to extend our work overseas. But what's really cool is I get to say things that maybe I might not have said when I was the pastor. <laughs> be in peace. We've had a number of families leave because of stupid things, tensions and arguments. You wanna, I'm going to tell you straight up. Here's one argument recently. Ready? Recently. You guys are too spiritual. And then the other family left because you're not spiritual enough. Now go figure that one out. Try to be the pastor of that mess. You're not charismatic enough. Or you're too charismatic. Are you ready for this one? Stephen was charged and I had to sit in. You're too optimistic and positive. You know what? Be in peace. Be in peace. This is nonsense, church family. So let's hold the line. Let's recognize the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. Let's submit to God's word and God's authority, and it will go well with us because God is good. And our elders and the government of this church are approachable. They're very approachable. They can help you understand. They can sit with you. They can open the word of God to you. Ready? Be in peace, and we will flourish. I pray you receive that admonishment. He goes on to say, don't be idle, rather be diligent with your work. This is what Stephen reminded us about. Hey, be hardworking. There's no such thing as retirement, Rex. <laughs> and you know it full well. If you call Rex's house, master's image, Rex, check, Rex, Rex Chin speaking, how can I bless you? Have you ever called his house? That's, what the, that's, what he, that's how he answers the phone. Master's image, Rex Chin speaking, how can I bless you? I love that because he's always doing video work and helping people and serving. What a blessing. Continue. I'm picking on you today, Rex. <laughs> Paul goes on to say, be an encourager. Encourage who? The weak, the faint-hearted, those who are afraid of persecutions. You know what, body? We need to be encouraging one another to proclaim the gospel as clearly as we should, even in the face of persecution. Don't be ashamed of the very gospel in which we celebrate every week. Let the whole world know. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them of what he's done for you. Don't shrink back. Stand tall. You might be surprised at what God will do if you hold the line and declare the gospel in the midst of a, host a hostile work environment. Hold the line. Jesus will undergird you and strengthen you. Yeah, don't worry. There, Jesus already told us, as they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. In other words, just embrace it. It's going to happen. 
So it's a badge of honor. If you're not being persecuted, if rocks aren't being thrown at you, you better, you better look at your gospel. Because if it fits too nicely with this world, it isn't the gospel. Because Jesus is the rock of offense. And so his message doesn't fit with this world. And let me tell you, the values that we live by do not fit with this world. But I got great news for you. We're strangers and aliens in this world. <laughs> Our home is on the other side of the, when, when the new heavens and the new earth are realized. We're just pilgrims passing through. Our home is in the presence of Jesus Christ, where there is life forevermore. So you think you're going to get persecuted in this life? You better believe it. And if you're not, maybe you're not speaking enough. Am I saying go cause trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You're not saved it's just so you could be comfortable and move comfortably into death and into heaven. God, God saved you to be radical, to be a kingdom citizen, to be a proclaimer of his truth, to walk in kingdom values. And if I'm rubbing you the wrong way this morning, good. Just turn around, let me rub you the other way. It's okay. We just need to recognize kingdom values and what the righteous are to do. All right? Everybody okay? Oh, good. He says this, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. I like that. I've always wondered, how do you do that? Well, it just con it, you just continue to have a, a personal relationship with Jesus. You mutter under your breath, Lord, you're great. You're wonderful. You have a consciousness of, that he's with you all day, everywhere, all the time. Even when you're putting a 40-foot putt to win the match, he's with you. Jesus, help me. <laughs> or when you're talking to a cantankerous neighbor and you're a, a trustee and he's very, how do we say, Shelley, very mean-spirited, you say, Jesus, help me to be patient and to win this guy and help me to be a representative of you and not get into repaying evil for evil but I want to overcome evil with good. Help me, Jesus, to do that. Because that's where it matters there. There. As a trustee of a neighborhood, it matters there. Dealing with a family member, it matters there. It's easy, children, to repay evil for evil. Somebody takes your toy, it's easy to take their toy. Don't do it. Draw a picture about that. Instead... Tell them that's not nice, and please give it back. And if they don't, talk to your mom. She'll help untangle it. Moms are great. And if, they, if she can't, dad will help. And if they can't, call on grandma and grandpa, because I know they can. <laughs> Finally, Paul says, rejoice always, give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God. You know, Christians are to be marked by thanksgiving. By thanksgiving. That's our stock in trade. Being joyful, thankful people. That's our stock in trade. In Romans 1, when the unrighteous were living contrary to God's ways, living contrary to the way God designed humans to live and men and women to relate, Paul says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God, nor did they give thanks. Let me tell you, 
The greatest evil that the wicked do is they don't honor God as God, nor do they give him thanks. And for that, there's an eternal judgment that Psalm 1 told us about. And so for that, we are those who are thankful in all circumstances. Car broke down. Well, glory to God. It gives me a chance to trust you, Lord, again. We broke down in Katuta. I mean, I'm telling you, that, that'll make your butt pucker. I mean, when you're, you're six days on a bicycle away from anybody who has a wrench or could help you or electricity, and the thing won't start? Are you kidding me? So Adam and I, we just said, well, Lord, thank you that you're going to direct us to fix this. And hours and hours later, in grease from head to toe, we went from spark plugs to emission coils to fuel lines to lowering the gas tank to look for the fuel filter. I mean, we were doinking around. I mean, it was crazy laying on the dirt, filthy. But God directed us and helped us. It was a short in a wire. And we snipped the wire and the thing fired up. Man, we were celebrating. We were giving thanks in all circumstances. And we found that God, again, is amazingly faithful and spared me from a six-day bicycle ride. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't think my backside's strong enough. I don't know. But God is good. So we give thanks in all circumstances, for it's the will of God. So you, you roll that out into your own circumstances to be thankful always in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be thankful because God is using those circumstances to shape you, to reveal himself to you, even kidney stones shape the character of God's people because he's wonderful. All right. I'm going to end there because time is up, but I'll just say to you, as you watch the video today, we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? And I say that humbly because we live big as Americans, really big. You get a choice of what you want to eat today, when you want to eat. If you're a little bit on the warm side, you just turn the air conditioning down a little bit. You want to take a shower, there's, there's warm water. You probably got shampoo right next to it. Some of us don't need that anymore. I don't know who, Ron. <laughs> the point being, we are really, really blessed. So be thankful. Be generous. Remember the poor. And recognize that stuff, accumulation of stuff, is not the core value of happiness. It's not. As a matter of fact, it can bring a covetous heart, which is really ugly and uncharacteristic of a Christian. Instead, we should receive things with thanksgiving, but not hold it too tightly. Instead, just be grateful for what God's provided for you. And then be generous and share with others. And remember that God's blessing that he's blessed you with is not for you alone. It's to be shared with others. God made the father of our faith, Abraham, a blessing in order that he would be a blessing to all the families of the earth. So you have been blessed. Now be a blessing to all the families in your neighborhood. You've been blessed. 
so be a blessing to others so that they might see the goodness of Jesus and they might see that the glory of the kingdom of God is a great and glorious, uh, a great and glorious kingdom. And the kingdoms of this world, yeah, in due time, they will become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. He reigns today. He's going to reign tomorrow. And He's going to reign in the age to come. So let's get under His reign. And let's submit to His goodness. Amen? Amen. All right, church family, love you. Happy Family Sunday. And next week we're going to have a barbecue. And we're going to enjoy seeing our two faithful brothers installed as deacons here in the church. God's great. All right, Stephen. Thank you, Mike. Children, we're going to sing another song, but before we do that, if I can ask the worship team to come up, we're going to take a moment and we're going to say thank you to Jesus. And we're going to all pray together, and you can pray too, if you would like to pray. You saw how we prayed earlier when we prayed and we wait and give people time and and we have kind of take turns, don't we? Sometimes some two people talk at once. And when that happens, you sort of just stop and somebody will go first, and that's okay. Right? So if you talk at the same time as somebody else, let the other person go first. But we're going to pray and we're going to say thank you to Jesus. So can I ask everybody to stand, please? And we're going to say thank you to Jesus, and then we'll sing, and then we'll be uh, finished for the day. So I'm going to start us praying, and then you can also pray as well. Ready? Here we go. Father, thank you that you are so good. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness upon us in sending your son. Lord, as we see these videos, as we hear your word, Lord, we see the, the times that we are in. Thank you, Lord, that you birthed us into this time. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't, that you didn't choose to put us somewhere else, but, Lord, you put us here. And we are so blessed not just to be Americans or so blessed to be in St. Louis, but we're so blessed to know you and to be in the time that you put us and to be in the neighborhoods where you put us and in the jobs where you put us. Lord, where your hand puts us, we say thank you. And so, Lord, we realize that there's difficulty and hard things. Lord, help our brothers and sisters. Lord, help those people who are in darkness now, our neighbors who don't know you. Lord, call them to yourself. Father, if we are grieving or we are sad or we are hurting, Lord, heal us. Lord, where our bodies need healing, Lord, heal us. But use us also to heal others. And use us, God, for your glory because we love you.